Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm Joe Niehoff. Tonight is our DraftKings DFS podcast, and you have the full slate, Joe John and Bob for tonight. Um, so as we dive into this week, let's first focus on last week. And I have to say congratulations, Bobby, Popper 88, expert Bobby. What? Okay. Expert Bobby with 167 points took home the championship this week. So Are you guys still there? How does it feel to be a winner? Yeah. How does it feel to be a winner, Bobby? It um, it's an unnatural position to be in. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny, and this is just a, a side note to this. Wasn't it just you and me that did DK last week? Uh, I think so. And look at where you are, my I friend. I know, right? Yeah, I, I made a miracle happen. Yep. Uh, well, Caleb does fantasy and lease supply. That's the first time I think we've mentioned lease supply this year. Um, joined in for the first time last week. Uh, D. Sully, thank you for playing. You also joined in last week for the first time. And Kelly's dad, I think, has made his second appearance or maybe third appearance with us this week on uh, playing our little matchup. So hopefully uh, you all keep listening and enjoy our show. But uh, this week we're going to focus on our millionaire matchups and uh, who's good, who's bad, everything in between. So as we get into this a little bit, let's go uh, first into the millionaire game from last week. Talk a little bit about who won. I my streak of winning money has come to an end. I lost last week, so it was a rough week. Because you mentioned teams. it, I know I made two teams and I did not win. Uh, lower score this week for the uh, millionaire was two hundred and twenty-two point eight two points. Um, so we've seen it. That's probably a little bit below the average, um, at least not on the highest side. Uh, the stack. Let's see. Yep, we did have a stack this week and just a single stack. Stack this this week was uh, Josh Allen and Cole Beasley. Um, I think most of that stack was just Josh Allen scoring for 42 points. Yeah, I mean, and Josh that's... Allen is one of those quarterbacks. He's one of the rare quarterbacks you can run naked just because he gets the rushing mm. touchdowns and the rushing yards. <clears throat> where he's one of those guys where I had him on a few where I sacked him with Diggs, and you just don't get the – you're just not getting the value with Diggs this year. And not in most weeks. There are those weeks where, like – I think there's been a couple times where Josh Allen's been on the millionaire team, um, and, like, he was paired with, like um, – what's his name? The third-string wide receiver. Uh, Emmanuel Beasley, Sanders. Yeah. No, it's like Sanders. Well, there's been some, Sanders went there's off, been, like, 25 points. Yeah, there's like, been okay, Beasley weeks. There's been Sanders weeks. Yeah. But there hasn't been, like – Diggs isn't getting the 30, 40 point week. Well, an interesting thing to say that too is I think in the weeks that Diggs has scored like the 15 to 25 points, like in a, in a decent to, to higher range for him, uh, it's not like Josh Allen went off. You know what I mean? He probably had an average week in those weeks. So, anyway, so that was a stack this week. Uh, running back wise, went with Barkley and Penny. Penny was the true value this week 4,800, 2% owned, 
Um, 29.8 points. That is an I think on he was, fire. I week. think that was a late game. I think Penny was kind of one of those late swaps if you're really paying attention. Yeah. And, and if you, if he started this week, well, I mean, most of his team was late games. I mean, Tampa Bay Buffalo was late game too. Well, it just was, there was a lot more scoring in the late game. So you yeah. just kind of end up being better off. And even to that note, he had Jamar Chase again, a late game uh, option. Beasley, a late game option. I had a great week from Robbie Anderson. Uh, I think, I think I may have mentioned him last week. One of us did between me and Bobby uh, as somebody that just playing in a good matchup. He did have a good game. Uh, again, 1% owned. So some of these, uh, this is always good to look at. So Josh Allen was 9%. I think that was one of the higher ones. Uh, Barkley at 13. And then Penny was 2%. Jamar Chase was 10. Uh, Beasley was 9. So he's got really low ownership on most of these guys. 1% from Robbie Anderson. Uh, Mark Andrews, huge week, 31.5 points. 7% owned. There's just, you know, that was one of those things. I think last week there was some value at different uh, positions at tight end. Uh, and he spent a little bit of money, 5,900. Went with Mark Andrews. He had a good week. And then Hunter Renfro, great week, 32 points for him on that one. And that's really rounds up his team with uh, Seattle Seahawks on his defense. Um, so overall, uh, that gives an idea of the type of team it can take to win the millionaire. Um, still, every Every week we talk about it, but stacks are still live in this thing, man. If you get a good stack, get the right quarterback and a wide receiver or two or tight end or something to go with them, you're typically going to have a, a chance at uh, being on the top of the board. So why don't we start right there talking about stacks? Who wants to take it? Bobby, John, you okay. guys? All right, John, let's hear it. Um, the stack, I think there's not a lot of great games I'm looking at for this week. I think the – more matchups where I think the higher scoring will be kind of prime time Saturday, Thursday, Sunday night, Monday games. I think all the stacks I like is uh, Garoppolo and Kittle as long as Kittle plays. Mm-hmm. He's questionable right now and um, was held out of practice on Wednesday. But I just think that um, San Atlanta struggles against quarterbacks. I think Kittle is just kind of um, matchup proof right now. Especially with Debo playing more running back, I think it gives more receiving opportunities to Kittle with Ayuk still not um, kind of falling back a little bit. I think that Garoppolo with a single sack with Kittle could give you really great production. Good. I like it. Bobby, who you got? Um, well, guy that I really like is just talked about. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. The other guy that I really like, similarly priced at only 5700 so save a little bit as Tua Tagovailoa. Um, last time they played against, uh, oh, sorry, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Tua, like him, and you can pair him in a stack with Waddle. Uh, last time Waddle against the Jets, that's where I was going. Last time Waddle against the Jets got twenty point six points, um, and if you are able to put that pairing together who only had 18 last time under 300 yards but only by 27 yards um, and that's where you can hit that 300 yard bonus he's only hit that once all season long uh, but this is a game where I think that he can get that again especially playing at home this will be their third straight home game on uh, coming after coming off the bye um, he does and you've hit me on this before but he does do a little bit of work on the ground. He's got three rushing touchdowns all season long. And so uh, you might be able to have him pop in for for one there as well. 
Um, so it's a cheaper stack. Um, it's only going to cost you about oof, what is 12,300, 12, which is a cheaper stack with a Tua and Waddle. Yeah, I like it. Good. Very good. Mine, uh, you know, I think the thing that's tough this week, in my opinion, is there's actually a, a, quite a few good quarterbacks. So uh, we talk about a standalone quarterback, and really, I don't know that I would stand alone with most of these guys, but the ones that I like the most have really expensive wide receivers. Like, I love, I really do like Aaron Rodgers this week against Baltimore, um, you know, and I'm stacking it with Devontae, right? I like Matthew Stafford this week going against the Seattle Seahawks. I'd be stacking him with Cooper Cup. Uh, maybe stacking with OBJ. He's had a couple good weeks in a row, a couple touchdowns, etc. cetera. Um, so there's just players I like. Uh, even Kyler Murray, I'm probably stacking him with like a Christian Kirk or maybe Rondell Moore. Um, so these are all guys that I like. But the stack I'm going to talk about uh, is Jalen Hurts playing against Washington. Uh, matchup is as good as it gets, not only because they're pretty poor against the pass, but Jalen Hurts' floor is pretty pretty high um, just because he can run with his legs, right? The questionable mark is a little bit iffy. Pay attention. <laughs> I am under the assumption he plays. I think most people believe he's going to play. Um, so he's trending upwards, as they say. Um, but he's definitely a very good startable guy. And then on that side, as far as who to, who to kind of uh, match up with him in your stack, I think there's three good options, like three solid options. Uh, one is uh, Devontae Smith. I think this could be one of his best weeks. Bobby talked about it a little bit earlier in a different conversation. Um, so I think he's, he's, he could be a great option. Um, I think Jalen Rieger could be a good option. With uh, Quez Watkins on the COVID list, Jalen Rieger is going to move in that number two slot and have more just involvement in the offense altogether. He is one week, uh, two weeks ago, he had seven targets. So he's got to catch the ball, don't get me wrong. Um, still has some good upside as a potential option, but he's only 3,200. That's the only reason why I'd even consider him because uh, he's super, super, super cheap. And it's hard to find guys at that rate. And then Dallas Goddard, who we've already talked about before, uh, again, great week last week, two touchdowns, getting the ball from a different quarterback. And this was, I guess, two weeks ago because they were on by last week. Getting a ball from a different quarterback, don't get me wrong, that has, its, that has an effect. Um, but I still think he should have a good week, uh, even with uh, Hertz being the quarterback there. So I think that just has a lot of options in a stack, and I don't want to spend too much money on my stack, which is always kind of hard to go with. Um, do you guys have any quarterbacks that stand out to you that you like that you want to talk about? I think Minshew's interesting if Hertz doesn't end up playing. He had decently week last week at 5,200. If he is a starter again, Especially against Washington, I think he'd be a great play. But yeah, I, I agree. expect first. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Anybody else mm-hmm. you want to add, Bobby? No, there's there's not all too much uh, to talk about beyond that. Um, the only other guy, again, I'm in that fifty five hundred, fifty six hundred dollar range. Ben Roethlisberger, um, Tennessee, gives up on average, two touchdowns to the position every other week. Um, I was off on the week last time because they had to buy, and so they gave up no passing touchdowns last week. <laughs> but this week is a two-passing touchdown kind of a game. All right, That's there. specifically to wide receivers. So it could be like three in total if they get one to the tight end. 
I got you. Yeah, and and Ben's got to play. He's got the yeah. pectoral yeah. shoulder in practice. Yeah, he's today. he's gonna play. We'll see how that he ends up. He doesn't practice anyway. He doesn't practice. That's true. He, he doesn't, doesn't practice. really practice ever. No. Uh, very good. All right. Uh, let's go to running backs. Who do you guys got? Who do you like? Who wants to go first? Who wants to take it away? Um, I'm going to stay in that Tennessee-Pittsburgh game and go with Deonta Foreman. Um, okay. He is only 5,200. He's, so he's very cheap and helps you open up the availability to be able to grab some other players. Biggest thing that I'm looking at, though, is this matchup here. Since week 10, so over the last five games, um, this set of this uh, rushing defense of Pittsburgh has allowed two touchdowns every single week, two running backs, except for only one against Baltimore. Um, twice they've given up 200 yards to the running back position. And uh, one of those games that they didn't allow 200 yards to the running back position, they allowed 191 yards to, wow. to, the, to the running back spot. So um, with Deonta Foreman being the lead back in this, in this backfield, Foreman I, I see as being someone who is in line for a very big game. Um, definitely going to – I see him hitting that 100-yard bonus, get him a touchdown – um, I mean, we're talking about just with that, um, what, almost 20 points just right there alone. Um, sure. And he's only 5,200. Yeah. So he's going to hit that fire for you. I mean, he's, I, it's hard to not play Deonta Foreman this week, especially at that low, low price. Good. John, you got anybody? Uh, at running back, I like Gaskin this week. Okay. Against the Jets, who are the worst team against running backs. Yep. Um, <clears throat> he had the COVID de- designation last week, but he's vaccinated. So I think we expect him to play. And at 5,600, that's a really good price for someone going against the worst rush defense in a game where I expect Miami to be ahead and run the ball a lot. And I think the other running back I'd like is Patterson this week against San Francisco. Um, I kind of like it because I like going with the Garoppolo stack and having Patterson as a comeback. Yeah. yeah. I think the offense just seem when Atlanta is performing at their best, the offense just seems to be going through Patterson. I think if San Francisco scores a lot, I think there's just, he's going to have a lot of rushing and passing opportunities. Yeah. Good. Uh, one guy I'm, I'm going to talk about is uh, – uh, Sony Michelle or or uh, Henderson Jr. Henderson Jr. Uh, last week didn't play because of COVID, so he's not like injured from some injury. Um, it's it's from the COVID situation. So can I ask you? Can I ask you what else you might be injured from if not an injury? Well, he had COVID. Injury uh, he didn't play because of COVID. That's not an injury. That's just an illness. See how there's a difference in those two things? Right, but you said injured from an injury. That's yeah. funny. Okay. Anyway. Um, so if Henderson plays, I think he's a good option. He's 5,900. Um, but I'd be more interested in Sony Michelle if Henderson doesn't play. Um, well, obviously, but 5,800, great price for Sony Michelle overall. 20 carries last week, the week before, 24 carries. Seattle's just not great against the rush. I mean, 32nd in total or 22nd in total yards allowed, but gives up touchdowns opportunities. As an example, Sony Michelle in week. Uh, five against Seattle, carried the ball 11 times, scored a touchdown. And his counterpart, 
carry the ball 17 times and scored a touchdown. So, I mean, talking just opportunities, you know, for running backs, I think that's a good game to target, um, just looking at it overall for an opportunity for a play. And I think if Metcalf doesn't play, it leads more into the game flow where yeah. the Rams are going to be up and just running the ball more, and then either Michelle or Henderson could just have a huge game based on how the game goes. Well, and they could both ultimately have decent games. I mean, you'd think – I mean, that's what I was just saying. Now, at 5,800, you want one of them to be the bell cow and only be the only guy playing. Yeah, I think I think if Henderson plays, it's harder to play either of them. Because you think it'll just be more because, of a split? It, yeah, I think with Henderson, he had the hamstring injury two weeks ago yeah. with COVID. Yeah. They could kind of ease him back and have it be a true split. Yeah. If so, I think it's harder to start either of them if Henderson plays. But I I could see them if they give Henderson the week off. Then I think Michelle is a great play. Yeah. So everybody else for me is uh, is a little bit more difficult because they're all questionable. But one other guy I'm going to mention to pay attention to before game starts at one o'clock on Sunday, uh, and that is the James Connor uh, versus uh, Chase Edmonds. Option. So Connor is questionable with an ankle, did not practice today, considered day-to-day, um, probably plays, but if he doesn't and Edmonds comes off the IR, which he's expected to, then Edmonds at 5,100 is an absolute steal against a very, very, very bad Detroit's defense. So that's the only guy I'll mention running backs-wise. Wide receivers, either of you want to jump in? Uh, well, to stay in that game, um, Christian Kirk is only 5,300. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins out more than likely for the rest of the season here. Um, and so I see him being kind of the lead wide receiver in this offense going forward. Um, again, only 5,300. John, you've kind of touched on that San Francisco-Atlanta game. Um, and in that, again, a couple of guys that can help you open up to be able to jump in and grab some higher price players. Russell Gage, only 5,800. This is a game where he's getting in the last um, three games, last four games, he has at least six targets in every single one of those games. Uh, Two weeks ago, 12 targets. Last week, six. Um, He's scored no less than 10 points ever since week 10. Um, or ever since week 11, I'm sorry. Week 11, he got 9.9. But then the other weeks after that, over 10 points every single time. And at 5,800, I see that as, as uh, someone that you'll be able to get some uh, blowback from or, or some um, be able to cash in with. My bad. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is the other guy that I'm looking at in San Francisco. Um, just at that price discount at the wide receiver position. Um, and then if you're doing what John was saying with the Jimmy Garoppolo stack there, um, you could put some guys together pretty well. Good. I got a guy real quick. I'm going to talk about John. I'll leave you back to you so you can finish with a wide receiver. Um, I always try to look for some value somewhere as you build a team. I've already mentioned one guy at 3,200 with the uh, Philly. I'm not terribly excited about him, but a guy that I think is at a really great price for him and in a good matchup. Now, mind you, uh, I understand that the sorry Jets are actually okay against wide receivers. I think Bobby will probably give you a stat saying, like, they only allow seven touchdowns all season against wide receivers. Um, that's because they're so bad at every other position. But Devontae Parker, 
Devontae Parker's 4,300. He's averaged 12.5 points a game. Now, again, remember, we always talk about three times the amount of money or whatever is what you want to get for them in points. So at 4,300, the guy averages 12 points. That's really close to the dead-on average of what you need in order for him to be a good play, right? You need 12 points or 12 pluses, you know, 12.9, right? So that is, I think, a very doable week or good, very doable option against a pretty poor Jets defense. Um, I mean, he throws in a touchdown on top of everything else. You're right there. When he plays, listen to this. How many catches do you think he averages or is his lowest number on the season when he's played? Give me a number. John already looked at it, Bobby. What? Four, probably? Well, yeah, because John already looked at it. Four is the lowest. Targets. How many targets do you think he's gotten? On he probably, probably gets like eight a game. Yeah, close to eight targets per game on average. So he's he's going to play. He's involved. This is a good option at 4,300. He's one of those guys that might be worth uh, taking a run on as far as just trying to build out a team with some cheaper guys mixed in. How um, many times have the Jets get, gave up more than one touchdown to wide receivers this year? It's not about more than one. T- the guy needs 12 how many, points how many for times? you to be able to how, get how value times? out of him. How many know, times? Once? Once, once. Okay. Yeah, cool. I think, but really, you need if you think like a great score for any of your players is four times their okay. price. So you need 16. sixteen. I think he easily has a ceiling above sixteen. So I think he's a good. Devontae Parker. Can I do a bet on that? Well, no, because we're saying the ceiling is six. This is not this like is above. Not, like his ceiling is like twenty or twenty-five. This isn't the betting portion, Bobby. Yeah. No, I want to though. Yeah, I don't think that's a bettable thing. Anyway, um, all right. John, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's hard. you got wide receiver you like. Yeah, a couple I like is uh, I like Deontay Johnson against Tennessee. They're second worst against wide receivers, and then Pittsburgh just showed he's had um, five games in a row with with double digit targets. He's only had. Um, when he's played, he's only had two games with under double-digit targets. Okay. So he's just a target monster. He has huge upside and a really low floor. And a great A matchup. really high floor. And a really and a great, great matchup, matchup against Tennessee. He's only 7,500. It's Which not really like he's – right? it's, it's high, but it's not the... – 9,000 high like yeah. Cooper Cup would be. And I think you got similar op- like similar opportunity he could, points. Yeah. He is, as he is similar – he could get to the same place as Cooper Cup. Yeah. So I think he it's a great matchup and a good price point for Johnson this week. Um, a couple other guys I like is Cooks at 5,800. I think Houston's offense with um, Tyrod. With Tyrod and then other running backs being injured or on COVID, I think Cooks could have a great week against Jacksonville, bottom five against wide receivers. One other guy I'll mention is Van Jefferson. Yeah. If, Especially um, if COVID hits yeah, OBJ. If, if OBJ doesn't play, yeah. Van Jefferson at 5,600 can be a great play against Seattle without Jamal Adams. No, that's a good point, too. I like that. That's a good point. All right, very good. Uh, diving into tight ends. Uh, anybody want to take this off the gate? Um, I'll jump in right away. Just Ricky Seals-Jones. He's playing against Philadelphia. They're the worst. Against tight ends, they've allowed a touchdown. I think each of the last like 
four or five weeks, I think. I have to double check exactly those stats, but they are um, one of the worst teams against the tight end position all season long. No Logan Thomas. It's going to be the Ricky Seals Jones week. And also there's potential that um, it's trending towards looking at like uh, McLaurin's going to play, but if he doesn't, or if he's limited in any kind of capacity, um, see this being a big week for uh, Ricky Seals Jones. He's only 3,400. So there you go. You know, a touchdown in 30 yards gets you what you're looking for. And I see him breaking over that point. Um, looking at the stats here real quick, three touchdowns each of the last three games prior to that bye that they just had. Uh, but they're still one of the worst against tight ends all year long. So Ricky Seals-Jones is the guy that I'm throwing in and not thinking about anybody else. Okay. John? I still like Kittle. I think he's got a big week. And, I mean, he's expensive for the week, but I still <clears> – <throat> I don't love the matchups at other positions for high-priced players, so I still like Kittle. My kind of shot in the dark guy is uh, O'Shaughnessy for Jacksonville. He's had six targets in each of the last two games, especially with um, Arnold on IR. Yeah. So I think all you really – he's at 3,200. All you really need is a touchdown and a couple of catches for him. Yeah. And then he's very the value. And I think you could see that especially against an uh, easy matchup against Houston. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say a point to that. Would you rather have him, or do you think Ricky Seals-Jones is the better play? I think Ricky Seals-Jones is probably the better play, but more people will be all are going to be on yeah, Seals-Jones than O'Shaughnessy, yep. where that might make O'Shaughnessy a better play for – especially for Ownership, yeah. Ownership and millions. Or if you're playing yep. small field, then maybe Seals Jones is a better play. But I think if you're doing the large field, um, especially you, you, like millionaire, like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people playing, then I think O'Shaughnessy is someone who's cheap. He's not going to get played. If you're going for the higher end running backs and wide receivers. Yeah. He, He's like you're hoping for a touchdown. If he gets to 10 points, then he's a good play. Yeah, I think that's a great point to make on that as well. Uh, I mean, it's hard. I, I can't argue much with you against Kittle. I mean, the guy's gotten 42 and 37 points the last two weeks, respectively. Um, been unbelievably involved in the offense and has an unbelievable matchup. So it's hard for me to add anything to what you've already said. Another guy that uh, has just been consistent for the most part all season um, would be Mark Andrews, but at 6,400, I think I'm paying up the extra 1,100 to get uh, Kittle, in my opinion. So, there's not much more I'm going to add to tight ends. Um, the only other position we got left here is defense. Uh, most of us are all on the same page here. Just get the cheapest, best option uh, uh, defense. One defense I'm going to mention as a intriguing one, just pay attention to this, if um, Josh Allen does not play, Carolina is the cheapest on the slate and would be a great option with Trubisky. Or is he even the backup quarterback still in Buffalo? Um, anyway, he could be a valuable option uh, as somebody to t- kind of target on the defensive side. Uh, but m- assuming he plays, um, I think the best value on defense probably comes at the Jaguars at 2,800, even though the defense is terrible. Um, so maybe you don't want to mess with that. Texans are right there with them. Um, another good option comes in with maybe Cincinnati, who has a, de- a decent defense as well. Uh, and then you start getting a little bit higher price guys, but 3,100 for a defense like the 49ers or the Bills 
uh, in those games, I don't think are bad prices and somebody that you can absolutely get away with and still make a solid team. So that's all I got. Bobby, you got any final words or any final sayings before we get off on this one for the night? Quiet as a mouse. John, you got anything? Just want to beat Bobby this week. Just beat Bobby. That's right. Uh, Bobby would tell you if he was still here. He must. We must have lost him here. Uh, anyway, Bobby would tell you, go ahead and give us a listen. Uh, you'll see some stuff come from DraftKings Social. For anybody that listens to that or watches that, um, that's me that's posting most of those things on there. But you'll see some other stuff from us. Um, so uh, look for our league. Join if you can. Uh, if you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about throughout any of the weeks, um, go ahead and message us on our Twitter, FootballTR. Um, and I think that's it for us. I enjoy it as always, John. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for playing, Bobby. You know, we lost you, but that's okay. We still love you. Have a great night. Bye.